episode 267 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, the fire lives on. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Tyler. <laughs> After the long work week, started things off a little bit like a slow, then towards the end of the week and stuff, I started to accelerate a bit in terms of my work. And now I'm actually feeling kind of good because I did pick up a new game, have not played it yet, but... Everything else seems to be going pretty good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Uh, kind of the same as you. Uh, you know, it was nice having a three-day weekend last weekend, but usually yeah. end up paying for it. Um, on holiday weekends, where you got to do the same amount of work. You just got one last day to do it. Yeah. Um, so kind of a long work week, but um, doing okay. It's Friday night. We're recording a little early this week. I have a birthday party to go to tomorrow, so won't be able to record tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so. I got to hang out with Justin last uh, Sunday night, which was nice. Yeah. That was the, the really nice thing about having Monday off was getting to see Juzzy. Yeah. And uh, we went and saw uh, Solo, the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty good. Was, uh, it, I, haven't, I don't really know where I want to place it yet. It's one of those ones I feel like I, feel like I need to watch it again because I enjoyed it. But there's a lot. I had a lot of questions coming out of it, so I feel like I need to do some research on it and watch <laughs> it again before I really kind of know where to place it. Because now we have ten Star Wars movies. Yeah, I don't know where to play. I don't know where to place it in that, in that top ten list. But anyways, uh, after we went and watched it, we decided we're gonna go back to this place, have a few beers, play some games, bullshit, you know, huge. And um, we went to the uh, grocery store right down, right in the same area as the um, a movie theater. And we went and saw it a little late. It got over about nine thirty ish or so. The movie did, and the, the we didn't realize it, but the uh, um, we had the high bees here uh, in the in the Midwest. Uh, the grocery store, and uh, the one by uh, where I where we live is twenty four seven. Well, this one it all closes at ten, so yeah. we get over there nine forty five ish. I start looking for beer. We're trying to pick out um, some beer to drink, and it's like nine fifty seven at this point. And the lady comes up to us and asks um, uh, one of the employees there. She's like, uh, "Do you guys um, need anything? Are you guys almost done?" And I'm like, "We're like, yeah, we're just looking for, uh, for one more thing, and we'll be done." She's like, "Okay." Excuse me. Um, well, we're about to close. We're like, okay, well, we'll be done in a minute. And uh, so we grab our last beer like 30 seconds later. We start walking up <laughs> to the register and the, uh, the liquor section. And the, one of the other guys that works in there, who was at the register the entire time we were there, walks by us. We're like, oh, okay, whatever. We didn't want to think much of it. Set the beer on the counter. And we just kind of sit there and BS for 30, 40 seconds. We're just like, oh, maybe they went and... Uh, Grab some, uh, grab something, or I'll be right back. And we turn around, and look, and the uh, beer, the the beer section is like a, off in the side area of the grocery store. And uh, they, we turn around, and look just in time for them to be, uh, to be putting the gate up and locking it, uh, huh? and locking us inside of said uh, beer section. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Um, so we're like, huh, like. Do they know we're in here? Like, when, like, though the guy walked right past us. Like, you had to know we're in here. And I'm like, oh, maybe they just kind of closed it partially. It's not completely closed. So we walk around. Or maybe they didn't lock it. You know, we walk over there. Yeah. It's locked. Oh, my God. And I'm sure there's customers, like, over in the, 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 register, the cash register in line. And we're just like, help. And, like, waving and, like, with our beers in our hand. 
and nobody like I don't either they didn't see us or they just were just kind of ignoring us. They just didn't know the fuck to so, do probably. <laughs> or like, do we just is there like is there another way out of here? Or like what are we? Like, <laughs> and we look and there's like there's a way to go in and out of like go in out in and outside of of the uh, store from the liquor section. So yeah. we get there. Well, the doors are locked. The slide, they're like the, the automatic doors, which are locked shut. And um, I'm pretty sure it's armed. I don't know if it's like the silent alarm is lo- uh, armed or not. Yeah. Um, so we have to unlock it, go outside with the beer still in our hand, <laughs> and then go walk outside and walk all the way to the uh, the main entrance and walk back inside and pay for our, our, our beers. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it was, I don't know, it was just really stupid, and then we ended up telling, we like, the lady that was checking us out was um, the manager at the, uh, there, she's like the second shift manager, and yeah. Justin's like, hey, just let you know, we were just buying beer, and they, the guy walked past us and locked the, locked the door with us in there, it's like, so we had to unlock your doors to go, to get out, to come around to buy your beer, so your doors aren't locked right now, uh, <laughs> and the lady was like... The lady's just like, is it was it this person? And like, well, we don't know. We just it was it was a lady and a guy, and she's like, okay. And she just paged him over, and we just kind of left. I'm just like, okay. So she was not pleased. There was no apology, nothing like that. She was just, um, she was not very. You could tell she was not. I think it was just the, the store was closing, and there was like 50 people, not like, okay, like 20 people still there, and a lot of people yeah. were like, people were like doing like the real grocery shopping, like two two or three people had uh carts full of food and stuff wow. like like and there's only two two lanes open so it took like 15 20 minutes to get out of there so i don't think they're yeah. pleased on top of that everybody wanted to go home and plus didn't hear that news um i don't know just a weird funny story um <laughs> just locked inside the beer <laughs> yeah i mean i was telling justin like 10 years ago this would have been my dream i would have just like sat down and started like popping beers open and started drinking but it's like now it's just like man, I just want to like go and like drink some beer and go home and take it and go to sleep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was it was pretty funny. Um, it's yeah, only that that can only happen when Justin and I are hanging out. No other no other way that happened. So uh, yeah, that was kind of uh, the uh, real funny experience of my week. Um, oh man, yeah. So uh, I guess we should. Uh, should we do the news first? Well, yeah, because we got a lot of news to go over. Yeah, um, not really a lot of topics, but the topics we do have are pretty big topics. I guess, um, I guess we'll jump into the probably the biggest one first. Uh, so the thing we've been talking about for months now, Gables, basically a year now, but yep. things have been leaking here and there the last few months. Pokemon Switch, uh, yep. actually five Pokemon Switch games. Um, yep. So, what was it? Tuesday or Wednesday night? I think it happened. I think it was like eight, it was like nine my night, like eight nine o'clock my time on Wednesday yeah, night. It was like about six o'clock my time. I'm watching YouTube and I get this text, freaking on Facebook Messenger from Tyler. I was like, Cables, you gotta look at this right now. It's Pokemon Switch. Like what? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm like, it. I'm I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, randomly they just unveil everything. Yeah. So they did a surprise. Like it started like coming out like the day before like there was rumors of like that any like any time now there's going to be like uh, some details pokemon nintendo were going to release details about it and then a few hours before that there was like um, nintendo life and 
uh, a few other like IGN, a couple other um, gaming sites were like, there's people that work for them saying we're in Japan right now. And I was like, okay, so what's happening like tonight? Um, <laughs> yeah. So it just all kind of came together in a, in a short amount of time, in a couple hour span. Then like um, Pokemon company on Twitter announced that there was going to be a, uh, a event tonight showing off um, some new games. And then it was like, Hey, in 20 minutes, here it is. So it was just like, I was like refreshing Twitter, like a madman. Uh, Want to know what the what was the hell's going on? So, came out. Uh, they in this they announced not like I said not one, not two, not three, not four, but five games for the Switch. Um, the first two were ones that we've pretty much most of the details actually a lot of the rumors came out to be true. Um, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu uh, were officially unveiled, which uh, the rumors came out about that a little over a month ago. I want to say. Um, they're coming out November sixteenth. Uh, it is they are, they say it's a core RPG uh, Pokemon game it's coming to the Switch. Yeah. Um, so a lot of details. A lot of the details didn't come out during the show, uh, but there was a trailer shown and they talked about it a little bit. But some details came out afterwards. Um, so I'm going to run through some of the details. We're going to talk about this first, then we'll kind of jump into the other ones as we go. Sure. Um, so first up, motion controls are required for catching Pokemon, either in the form of gyroscope and, and handheld. The okay. Joy-Con when docked or via the Pokeball Plus, uh, there are no battling wild Pokemon. So you got to catch Pokemon just like you would in Pokemon Go. Um, yeah. And uh, you use the right Joy-Con for it. You, like, you flick it to uh, throw it, to throw the Pokeball. Um, there's items you can use as well. Um, and there's a Pokeball Plus um, that you can buy um, separately. That's like a thing I will we'll get into a little bit later. But that's something else you can use for the game. Um I'm, I'm, this all came from an article too, uh, so I'm just kind of I took off some key notes from the article. Uh, from I believe it was from Eurogamer, so I just want to give them a shout out for that. Yeah. Um, you'll still be searching for uh, through long grass for Pokemon; they won't instantly spring upon you. Instead, appearing physically on the map screen. From there, you can either interact and catch or leave them be. So instead of you just walking along a path in like a random battle, you'll actually see all the Pokemon in the in the world, the the wild Pokemon. Yeah. And you can you'll see a Pidgey, you'll see a Zubat, you'll see uh, a Geodude, wherever you're at, and you can run from them or you can go up and attack them if you want, whatever you want to do. Um, you don't get to choose between three Pokemon this time. There's no starter Pokemon like that. It's either depending on whether you buy the Let's Go Pikachu or the Let's Go Eevee, that's your starter Pokemon. So whatever version you buy, that's the Pokemon you get. Um, other Pokemon can follow you outside the ball, so you can. Uh, Either Pikachu or Eevee can follow you around. They can run behind you, sit on your shoulder, sit on your head. And also, you can ride Pokemon. Like In the video, they showed like you riding uh, Onyx, uh, Lapras, uh, Charizard was in there. I think that was all of them. Um, uh, the HMs are still gone, which is nice. That's one of the big things they got rid of, I think, in Sun yeah. and Moon. Uh, all the 151 Pokemon um, are in this game. And you can actually transfer them. From your Pokemon Go uh, like smartphone or whatever you use to play Pokemon Go on, you can transfer them via Bluetooth to uh, to the Let's Go games, um, but you cannot transfer them back. And I guess there's a way right. where like you the you can't like you just don't transfer them and you have them. You you have to like um, there's like an area you have to go to and you have to go catch them. Uh, but there'll be an area you go to. And I don't know. There's I guess there's ways to like you can't just like super powerful if you have a really high powered uh 
Pidgeotto or something like that, like a, I don't know, say a level fifty-two Pidgeotto, you can't just go get him at the beginning of the game. Like you got to work, right. work your way up to it. So, not a lot of details on that. I'm sure we'll hear more um, as time comes on, but that's kind of the information we got. Uh, a friend can jump in at any point by using a second controller to help you um, be in that battle. Um, they can act as a support trainer when it comes to catching Pokemon, and you can battle locally against Pokemon uh, against people too. And I guess there's supposed to be some online um, capability too. I don't. I'm assuming like trading. Uh, maybe battling. I don't know. That's all they said. There is there there is online uh, service for this game. Um, you can have multiple saves, um, but only one per Switch account. So, say um, you and your sibling share a Switch. If you both have your own account on there, each one of you can have one uh, save, but you can't have. Um, so Gables, you couldn't have two saves on your account. So if you wanted to have a second save account, you just gotta make a second account and you got one. Or you can if you oh, want okay. three, you can make a third, which is cool. Um, it's a nice workaround for that. Um, there will be version exclusive Pokemon. There's no breeding in this game. Uh, they're not sure how they're going to, uh, no one's really sure how leveling up Pokemon is going to work yet. Cause since there's no battling wild Pokemon, um, it's either catch them or don't mess with them basically. Uh, and this is supposed to be a, like, uh, they said a reimagining, uh, Pokemon yellow. Okay. Yeah. So just with what we have here, um, I mean, I, don't, I think I pretty much, I don't know, I might be a few details I missed, but this is what I, I've basically been able to find from uh, the articles and just let's be able to talk about it. But uh, coming off, coming out of this, Gables, where, where are you out in this game? Are you excited? Are you kind of disappointed? Where, where are you out on this? Well, you know, I'm interested really in seeing, like, uh, how different these games are, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I am sort of excited because this is something out of the norm in terms of Pokemon games go. It's basically more Pokemon Go friendly transferring Pokemon to and from Pokemon Go to Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. The thing about not battling, like earning experience through battle memes and stuff, it's kind of in, it's kind of like dumb, but I'm not too sure how they were going to go about it for like earning experience points or whatnot. I wonder if they, you actually have to walk or something in order to like earn experience or anything. But that's just a random like uh, question that I would have. But anyway, I am excited, though. I mean, it's something radically different than what we're used to. And you know what? After going through the whole Pokemon games like I did, man, it definitely seems refreshing. <laughs> um, so I, I mentioned this a few times before uh, where there was no possible way for, like, this could be everything I wanted it to be. This, yeah. I mean, it was it was Kanto region, the thing I wanted it to be. Uh, um, it's reimagining a Pokemon Yellow, the thing I wanted it to be. It's my favorite Pokemon game. And, um, you know, it's on the Switch. It's the console I wanted it to be on. And it didn't live up to the hype. And I knew, I knew it wouldn't. I, I, it's my own fault. I have myself up too much. Uh, but it's hard not to do for something you've been waiting over 20 years for. Um, but this feels like not the core the core rpg pokemon game on the hand on the console that i've always wanted this feels like a fully fleshed out pokemon go game on the console um it, the way i look I, I when i heard about it or started reading the news this feels like um oh pokemon go is huge guys in like 2016 let's make a uh like a, a 3ds or the new switch console uh, Pacific game that's just like Pokemon Go, like over 800 million downloads, like it's a phenomenon. Let's make that and just make it big. This will be huge for the new console, 
and that's what it feels like we got here. But it's, I mean, the kind of Pokemon Go is still hugely successful. It's still got a really strong um, fan base for it, but it's not that phenomenon like it was in summer 2016. Like it, it was a cool couple months there, uh, but it kind of just weren't. It, it was, it was just a fad. Really, and I know, like I know, there's a lot of people that sell out there enjoy. It. There's people that still play it every day, um, but I don't. know. I just if if like I'm still gonna play this. I'm still in, looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of feels like uh, someone summed it up really well. They said Pokemon was always been like baby's first RPG. And I know there's like super like uh, crazy like details we can get into with like the the training and the EV and like with the, uh, like the eggs and the EV stuff. Uh, and then what's the, there, oh, Jesus, there was that thing Jake always did where if your Pokemon died, uh, you had to get rid of them. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the challenge. Stuff. Yeah. Like, like there's cool, crazy things you can get. You can go super crazy in depth with this game, but yeah. for someone like me, this was my first RPG and it, it really is in a lot of ways. It's like your first RPG and it's super, it's, it can be very simple for people to play. And this feels like, you know, like this is baby's first RPG. Uh, this is like, um, what was it? I can't probably, I, I forgot to say it. Oh, it's baby's first Pokemon game. So it's like the, the easy version of the easy RPG game. Um, and I don't know. There's just a lot of things. I don't, I mean, it's still, it's still like the game I wanted forever. It's, it's like, I put on the talking ship when they announced it. I'm like, if only my only six year old me was still alive to this day, <laughs> like I would be freaking yeah, out about this mean. still. Uh, but I'm still excited. Like it's just, there's like the, 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 when I started reading all the details about it, it's like, ah, so the motion control stuff is required. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to flick my wrist yeah, to yeah. catch a Pokemon. Like this isn't like a really cool, unique thing you can do. This is, um, like this isn't this isn't Wii Sports stuff. This is, um, this isn't like game changing. This is like oh okay, I'm flicking a wrist now to catch Pokemon. This feels unnecessary. This doesn't feel like something I should have to do. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm still gonna do it. The getting rid of the uh, like experience point stuff for battling wild Pokemon, like that was part of the grinding process. Was going out fighting. Um, those Pokemon. So if they get rid of the level, they get out, get rid of the experience point stuff for, if you're battling actual trainers, then like, what's the point of battling other than the gym battles? And, the, and if the elite fort's still on, who knows if the gym battles are still around? It could be a completely different thing. It's a reimagining of yellow. So it could be anything. Um, but I know that they do have trainer battles, but what if it's like that, the new, um, the last couple Mario, um, uh, paper Mario games where they, got rid of the experience points for battling and fighting. It's like, well, that's the whole point. Like that's the point of RPGs is the battling and the leveling up. And you just got rid of it. Now it's just, you walk. It's a, it's a walking simulator at this point, um, with some minor puzzles in between. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm super negative and I shouldn't be, uh, cause it's still, I'm still probably gonna really enjoy this game. We don't know all the details. Uh, maybe I'm going a little too deep into it. I don't know. Uh, as far as focusing on the negative stuff, maybe they'll come out at E3 and blow our minds with all kinds of other cool stuff. But uh, I don't know. I'm uh, yeah, like I said, still excited, but not as excited as I was uh, a week ago at this time. All right. So um, other than that, like I said, there was five um, Switch games announced, Pokemon Switch games announced. 
the other one, uh, to a much smaller scale, uh, Pokemon Quest. It's actually out now on the Switch. It's coming to the uh, like iOS and Android at the end of, I think this is the end of June. Um, it's a free-to-start yeah. game. Um, I played it for like 30 minutes. Um, I don't... It's like... I don't even know how the fuck to explain this game. So basically, you pick a start. Like you pick between the like five starters. There's the original 151 are in this. Um, you go to an island, like Thumbwood, Thumb something island. I'm not sure. And you pick between Charmander, Bulbasaur, um, Squirtle, Pikachu, Eevee. And then like they battle, and they like they'll go like attack the. Uh, they'll go find like the the wild Pokemon, and you just yeah. like you have a. Uh, and you can attack them and you fight them, but you have cooldowns and you can you have two attacks at a time. Uh, so I picked Charmander, and uh, he has Scratch and he has a Fire Spin, um, and it's actually kind of cool. Like where it's like kind of like open, not open world, but it's like an open area. And so like if you're having multiple enemies at a time to fight, you do like Fire Spin. He shoots out like a you know the circle of flames around him. It damages anything around him. Uh, and scratches more and attacks the Pokemon in front of him. And um, you get to fight like a handful in an area. You basically go through like a wave of Pokemon. And you beat that area. And then as you go, then like you, you get like um, different things. You cook with them and you go off and do missions. And it cools. And like after a mission or two, it's done cooking and it attracts more Pokemon. That's how you essentially catch Pokemon. So like I, I cook some food. And I got a Rattatat, um, and what the fuck? Oh, Pidgey. Yeah. And they level up as you fight. Um, and you could spend real money to um, buy tickets, which can you'll um, you'll it'll cook faster. So then you don't have to wait, or you don't you don't have to wait x amount of time, or you don't have to um, uh, do x amount of missions to get your food fast, cook your food faster, which attracts Pokemon faster. Like after I did, after I got those two, I cooked again. When I did a couple missions, I got a a crabby and um you unlock like uh you can equip items to them that make them more powerful give them more uh make it make their cooldowns faster um i just finished the first world and it's just kind of like gets a little more and more intense and at the end of every single one you fight like uh basically the boss it's like one of them you fought a radicat a radicate yeah. and then there's like a pidgeot um and a meowth um so i don't yeah so I don't really know what you gotta do to like, uh, like what kind of prevents you from playing it. I guess there's like, we have to like at a certain point you have to stop and you have to wait to play again. Um, I didn't get to that point. They give you like a bunch of enough free tickets. I played for a half an hour. I think you can play 45 minutes to an hour before you get to that point when you first start it. Um, but they did say something about like a cooldown timer. It's like 22 hours. You gotta wait to play again at a certain point. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, so that's that's out now. If you want to play it and check it out. Um, I think the game would be better or more. It'd be a little more. I'd be a little more hooked on it uh, if it was uh, on the phone. Just because I always have my phone with me, it's always online. Um, this game you have to always be online, so this isn't like a good portable game for the Switch uh, unless you're in a Wi-Fi area or you're constantly in like a Wi-Fi area. Um, so that's out now. Um, have you got a chance to check this out? I haven't checked it out yet, though. I mean, I probably maybe I'll get like a two it or something during the weekend, but. Uh... Yeah, it looks kind of interesting in concept. I've seen some of the little microtransaction things for their whole free-to-play stuff. Yeah. yeah there, <laughs> there's, like, dungeons you can buy to explore different areas. Yep. Um, so, and there's, like, you can buy items to 
cook other things too. So instead of earning them as you play, um, yeah, so that's fine. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm. Gonna, I might check it out a couple more times because uh, I did like the other, the other two. Like they had the Pokemon Picross and the Pokemon Shuffle games. I got really hooked in those a couple years ago. So those were fun games on the 3DS. Um, next up, uh, Pokemon Plus, uh, Pokeball Plus. Sorry, uh, is a. Um, it basically it's a it's a little Pokeball that kind of when you play the when you play the uh, Let's Go games kind of acts as the Joy-Con. Uh, so like the uh, little uh, cir- the little circle in the middle of the Pokeball is like the analog stick. Um, I got, it looks like there's a couple buttons on the top in the red area, and it has the um, it sounds like it has the HU Rumble in it. They said they want to make it feel like so you can put you can transfer Pokemon in there. You could take them out in the in the wild, like in the real world, world with you, and carry them around. They said things like certain special things can happen when you take your Pokemon with you on the go. Um, so, not really sure what that is, but they said they want to like when you carry it around, it, they want to make it feel like you actually have a Pokemon in there, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's supposed to be, I think it says fifty bucks. Uh, you can pre-order it now. I think there's going to be a bundle though for a hundred bucks where you get the game and the Pokeball, so you save ten bucks. Uh. But I don't know. I mean, is this something? I'm I'm, I'm assuming we're both gonna get one of the Let's Go games. Is this something that would that would make you? Are this something you, you think you'll pick up when it comes out? <laughs> uh, probably not, only because it's kind of almost the same price as an actual Joy-Con <laughs> itself. Yeah, I see some of the the prices they're charging, like in yen and stuff, doing a little U.S. conversion. That's roughly like about forty five bucks or so. You know, that's probably gonna be like a fifty dollar like accessory right there yeah. in of itself. I think you At that can, point, I don't know if you're sure I would actually pick it up. I think you can, I'm gonna I'm gonna check in uh, real quick. I'm pretty sure you can pre-order it already. Yeah, probably. Pokeball. Um, I don't, know, I don't see it yet, but it was maybe it's not confirmed fifty bucks. Maybe that's what people are saying because yeah, the the, tra- the conversion from yen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so yeah, I'm kind of the same with you on that. Where it's just like uh, I'm not. Like, unless they find, like, a really good bundle deal or something, where it's, like, if it was 80 bucks with the game, if it was, like, a bundle, maybe, okay, 20 bucks, whatever. Um, yeah, but 50 bucks, where, yeah, you can just buy another game or a whole another Joy-Con for that price, and it only works for one game. Apparently, you can use it with Pokemon Go, um, but it's only got a three-hour battery life, so I don't really know how it's going to work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so not a, not a, I don't know, not a big thing. Um... But at the very end of the press conference, they announced there's going to be two new um, R- R- core RPG games, uh, Pokemon games, coming to the Switch in the second half of 2019. So you got to assume that's probably October, November, December of 2019. Yeah. In the style of X and Y and Sun and Moon uh, for the Switch. Um, so, is this? do you think this is Gen 8? Yes, more than likely it's going to be Gen 8. But they usually have a pattern when it comes to these releases. Even from X and Y to, like, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and, like, even to a certain extent, like, uh, Sun and Moon, they usually have a few years of a gap or some between them. So this is more than likely going to be Gen 8, considering that uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were last year. I know they got the whole, like, uh, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee thing this year, but it's not out of the realm of possibility where they're probably doing an entirely different generation just releasing very soon. Because we are still seeing rumors and like bits of tidbits for those games. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I gotta assume so. And I, I think that's gonna be like the real um, core RPG game. Mm-hmm. Where they said this, they said Let's Go games are gonna be the core ones, but they're not really. Uh, I feel like that's probably gonna be the real, real Pokemon games that we wanted forever. But um, this is kind of a holdover, which I don't know. I've said many times that I don't care. Just give me the goddamn game. Um, <laughs> so I really can't complain too much, I guess, when for months I've been on this podcast essentially pleading Pokemon Nintendo to just give me a fucking game. So this is what we got, uh, which uh, could be worse. Uh, so overall, I mean, I'm still excited, but I came away um, not... This isn't the worst thing possible. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. It could be far worse. Uh, it could, you know, Best would be Pokemon Snap 2. Um, worst would be Pokemon Unraveled. Uh, so... <laughs> Pokemon unraveled. is the 783rd Pokemon. They're actually the talk is if that they said that um, if you combine your Pokemon Go um, with your Pokemon Let's Go game, you'll get a gift in the Pokemon Go game on, on your phone, and it's a uh, never before seen Pokemon. So a lot of people, a lot of people are saying this might be the first uh, Gen 8 Pokemon revealed um, yeah. in Pokemon Go. Yeah, that wouldn't be. Like, uh, too bad. Yeah, so, that's kind of cool. Um, I doubt that will be, like, at launch. I bet that's something that we'll see in, like, the fall, or, or, the, or not the fall, but the spring, or something like that. But, yeah. um, kind of a cool thing to kind of add some value to transferring, because, I mean, once you transfer the games from Pokemon Go to Let's Go uh, games, you can't get them back. So, um, I guess it gives you a, a reason to do it. Um, next up, getting out of the, uh, Nintendo Pokemon world, um, this kind of came out like a couple hours before the, the they started teasing it, and then it was revealed like a, a few hours after the Pokemon thing. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not a lot can bury not a lot of things can bury this IP um, quite like uh, other than maybe like you know Pokemon. There's only a few things that can do that, but yeah, uh, Bethesda they started up a Twitch stream, and it was just uh, it was actually at the office, and it was just the a bobblehead of um, Pip, the Pip Boy or whatever. Yeah. And in front of a TV screen, it says, please stand by. And I was like, okay, so they're going to announce something about Fallout here um, soon. And at one point, there was like 103,000 people watching this. <laughs> and every now and again, somebody would come in and like wave or like would, would like bop the bobblehead's head. And it would just start, you know, just start bobbling around. Oh, my um, God. So this went on for like, I guess it went on for like 24 hours or something. Like 12 hours, 24 hours. <laughs> oh, my and, God. Yeah, so people, I mean, people, thousands, tens of thousands of people were watching this thing at all the time. And finally, oh, they showed a, a video. Um, there's a teaser trailer for what is uh, being called Fallout 76. Um, uh-huh. you know, there, a lot of people were saying, oh, maybe it's a Fallout 4 being um, ported to the Switch. Maybe it's Fallout 3 um, being, um, uh, you know, it's it's being remastered for the new consoles. I mean, it's Fallout New Vegas because it's been. 10 years since Fallout 3 or blah, blah, blah. So a lot of things went around. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Fallout 76. Um, so for people who don't know, I guess Fallout 76 has actually been talked about quite a bit in the Fallout um, universe. It's uh, it's mentioned in Fallout um, 3, 4, and New Vegas. Um, so it was just a teaser trailer. It wasn't really a lot showing a lot of the things we've seen before in Fallout games. But uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku came out with... Uh, he started talking about like he's like i'm not gonna he didn't really spoil much but he said this isn't what people think it is um and they're all oh, you'll never guess what what this is 
so he, after it was revealed, finally he he released a pretty long article about all the details um, about Fallout 76 and what it is. So basically, what Fallout 76 it was like uh, people were tr- like making like a trying to with the Fallout 4 engine trying to make it like an online uh, kind of live-in game, yeah. and it kind of got turned into this. So. Um, not really any details on how it's going to work, but this is going to be an online survival RPG. Um, oh, so here it is. Originally prototyped as a multiplayer version of Fallout 4 with a goal in, uh, of, envisioning, of envisioning what an online Fallout game might look like. Fallout 76 has evolved quite a, a bit over the over the past few years. Um, so like I was saying earlier, so this was kind of like they were working on something, trying to figure out how to work, and it's kind of turned into this. Uh, it'll have quests and a story like any other uh, game from Bethesda. Will feature also feature base building like like Fallout 4 had. Uh, the game is named after the series um, Fallout 76, which has been mentioned in uh, both Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and New Vegas. Uh, Vault 76 was meant to open just so this is all in the lore. This is stuff that was was revealed before this game was even announced. But Fallout 76 was meant to open just 20 years after the nuclear war, allowing for a far less civilized setting than previous games uh, than 3 and 4 because 3 and 4 take place. A couple hundred years after the event of the nuclear war, um, and this one's going to take place uh, just twenty years after the nuclear war, after just twenty years of being uh, um, in the vaults. So this is basically like the, these were the first people to come out of the vaults and kind of you know made they made the cities, they made the settlements. So right. Um, so yeah, like the yeah, it's like I said, yeah, the other ones were, were two hundred years after the war. After much of the population has had time to re- reconstruct human civilization, uh, Vault 76 is located in Virginia. Um, and then I, I looked up the timeline because I was kind of curious. Like, I never really thought about the timeline before for Fallout. But this is going to be the earliest setting ever in the Fallout universe. Most of them. So this one is uh, based off the trailer. There was the Pip-Boy. It showed the date. It, it was showing on the, in there 2102. Because um, I believe the, uh, the, the nuclear war started in like 2076 or something like that. Um, and then, uh, in the fall, lower the bombs fell. Yeah. 2077 is when the bombs fell. Uh, and um, the first fallout game fallout one was set in 2161 fallout two in 2241 fallout three in 2277 new Vegas, 2281 and fallout four 2287. So this is, you know, hundred over 180 years before the events of everything, 106 years for everything else. Um, so it's a prequel game. Uh, so we, we've, discussed you know fallout games quite a bit on here we both um i played th- i beat three um i played a bunch of new vegas and a bunch of fallout four um and y'all know you played a bunch of them too didn't you platinum fallout three no i did not platinum oh, I thought fallout you, three I thought you said you played it. okay <laughs> never mind sorry i don't know why i thought that but um i don't know. i mean this are you um are you interested in jump back and fallout well yeah i'm kind of in a certain degree i mean i've played plenty of bethesda stuff over the past couple of years and, you know, going back to, like, a Fallout setting, you know, like this, yeah, I'm sort of interested in that. I'm kind of interested in seeing how the game played on everything else is structured. So, I'm just waiting and seeing what they show at E3. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you. Um, I don't... It's got to take something for me, like, some really intriguing, really cool stuff to yeah. kind of get me back into Fallout, where I didn't care about the, the base building, and I know a lot of people loved it, um... So if you loved it, good for you. I did. I gave zero shits about it. I that was like my least favorite thing about that game, other than the loading times, um, was that. And then also just I got into that that loop. Just kind of I put like forty hours in this game before I finally just kind of put it down. 
and I got super close to finishing it, but I just I just can't do it anymore. Well, you got like you get you carried as much stuff as you could. You went back to your one of your bases. You you already sold what you could, and then you went back to your base and you dropped off all the extra shit you had that was valuable. And then you went back on and you just kind of just went to this loop and then you fought enemies and leveled up and did little minor stories here and there as you went along. But yeah, after a while, I just I just I got burnt out on it and I was just like, I'm not really having fun with this. I'm just kind of doing this just to do it. Um, so. And, you know, I love Fallout 3. I beat Fallout 3. I bought all the DLC for it. Um, yeah. I, I think I beat all of them, but the the last one, which was like the Brother of the Seal, was actually like took place after the events of the of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a bunch of Fall, uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, I liked that one quite a bit. Just kind of, I think something else came out and I just never went back to it. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm happy for the people that are excited for this. Uh, this sounds really cool. I mean, I'm not. I think it's kind of it'd be kind of intriguing to see what it looks like before like everything because it's still in shambles in like the in the late twenty two hundreds and yeah. this takes place in twenty one oh two so what does it look like I, I'm kind of curious to see what it, what what that Fallout universe looks like you know just twenty twenty five years after the events of uh um, after the nuclear war like before like things were civilized. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that part is intriguing to me, but as far as the game play parts go, I I'm not that interested. Um, but I, I think we'll probably see that this year, uh, more than likely. Um, moving on to um, something else, another leak that kind of came out. So um, once again, Jason Schreier from Kotaku. Uh, after this game was leaked, he kind of came out and uh, had a full article on it. But Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, so. And the rumor from the Assassin's Creed Odyssey is you have a cap and he is alive and you throw him and you can jump off of him. He, you know, you can, you can become anything you want to be. Uh, if you want to be a Templar, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, I am kidding. You can't do that. Uh, <laughs> so Assassin's Creed Odyssey was like, it was, I want to say Thursday uh, morning. There, like someone released a picture like uh, from a French uh, gaming site and they had like a keychain. And it said Assassin's Creed Odyssey on it. And it was like a keychain. At the end of it, it had like a, Spart- a Spartan helmet. So everybody's like, oh, okay. This is, a, this is the new Assassin's Creed game. It's going to be in Greece. And uh, then other people started like showing it off. So basically, the, um, after that happened, a bunch of people started showing off the... Uh, they had like uh, So basically, the keychain went to a bunch of gaming stores across the world. Uh-huh. Like, thir- like They arrived at a bunch of stores Thursday morning. And so, I don't know if there must not have been an NDA or anything like that. So, people just started taking pictures of them and posting them online. Uh, <laughs> so, before the game was supposed to be revealed. Um, it sounds like it was supposed to be revealed at uh, E3. But um, then, that I think Thursday night... Um, then, on, yeah, Thursday night, Ubisoft actually put on their uh, Twitter account, uh, see you at E3, and it said, hashtag Assassin's Creed Unity. And it was um, a Spartan kicking a Persian off of the... Uh, off of a cliff, which is a mm-hmm. p- famous scene from uh, uh, 300. 300. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be an open world game. Um, it's, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going through my notes here. Uh, so, yeah, novelty keychain is showing off in the teaser. You see one character forcefully kicking off another off a cliff. Um, and it just said CA3 at the end of the GIF. Uh, rumors about the next Assassin's Creed game have been circulating for months now, apparently. Uh, I didn't hear any until now, but it sounds like. Now that's been revealed, people are just you know the um, the windows open. Everybody's just throwing out everything now. Um, but 
the one we've we've been hearing since January from our own sources this is from Jason Schreier Kotaku is that the game is indeed set in Greece and that it'll be even more of a drastic departure from the series in Origins, which Origins was again that came out last year uh, in Egypt. Um, bringing in dialogue options uh, for the series for the first time, you'll be able to play as either a male or a female protagonist. Uh, sources uh, confirmed the Odyssey will be out during Ubisoft's 2019 fiscal year, which ends in March uh, 2019. So it sounds like this game will be coming out this fall, um, which is kind of surprising because they said that they were going to um, they didn't. They said that they were going to put a lot more focus on Origins, and they weren't in a hurry to make the next Assassin's Creed or release the next Assassin's Creed game. Sure enough, that's not the, uh, necessarily the, the, the thing. They are still supporting Origins, uh, but now uh, apparently this is coming out um, this this year. Uh, so I know I know Gables, you kind of fell out of the Assassin's Creed um, franchise for a long time a long time ago, but. Uh, yeah. um, the Greece do anything for you at this point? Well, like Greece can be handled pretty much uh, properly if like uh, dealt in like specific ways, but I gotta see some gameplay. If they say it's a radical departure from Assassin's Creed norms, then they gotta show me and convince me otherwise. Otherwise, I'm yeah. just gonna be thinking it's just another Ubisoft game. <laughs> yeah. So this one is a uh, yeah. Um, they said like they've been like Origins was like them going more towards the Witcher style. And it sounds like this is going more, even more so towards the Witcher style. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, with the combat, like the combat was basically just ripped out of Witcher uh, in Origins, and now they're going that way with like, the dialogue tree and uh, trying to do bigger missions. It sounds like. Um, so, uh, I talked about last year when Origins came out. Like it came out, and people were loving. I had no interest in the game. I, I should say no. I was, I was intrigued because they took a year off. But okay. Like what? Like what, what? What can they do to make bring me back? And then people came out, and it was the first one I had bought at launch in forever. Uh, and it came out; people were loving it, saying like it's one of the best games of the year. Uh, and you know, I picked it up, I played it. It's like ah, it's. I can't tell if I'm just burnt out on Assassin's Creed still, or if I just don't like the changes they made in Assassin's Creed. Um, and I still don't know, um, but. Man, like the grease thing doesn't really do anything for me. It just kind of feels like okay, well, we're just kind of do. We're just, it's like it's like when they did like felt like twenty games in a row in like Italy and Europe and stuff like that. It's like it just all looks the same and feels the same. And I feel like Greece is going to be more of the same as Origins. Um, and I didn't really care for Origins, so I don't know. For someone like me that's you know, loved the, the franchise for almost a decade. Um, about a, actually about a decade when Origins came out. Um, I, I just I man I have no real like interest in this game, and it's just, it's a bummer uh, once again. But I mean maybe we can change my mind. I think it's gonna be one of those things where I'm gonna do the wait and see approach and see maybe it comes out and people love it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna it's wait and see and uh, trying to get caught up in the hype this time because I mean I'm trying to I gotta fight you know fight the, uh, the urge to play that game <laughs> if, if people come out and they love it. Um, which I think people will, because a lot of people liked it. Yeah. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people like the Ubisoft style. Um, and I don't, unless it's Mario plus Rabbids, I don't really care for the Ubisoft style anymore. Or Watch Dogs. I was hoping, I'm actually a little disappointed because I was hoping for Watch Dogs 3 would be coming out this year. I was hoping they would start that. And that was a rumor uh, a couple years ago was uh, when they took the year off for Assassin's Creed. We were like, well, now Watch Dogs 2 is taking its place in 2016. 2017 is going to be Assassin's Creed Origins. 
2018 is going to be Watch Dogs 3. That was rumor a few years ago, and yep. um, and maybe that's not the case anymore, which sucks, because uh, Watch Dogs 2 was fucking awesome. Uh, but um, we'll move on. We have one other topic. Uh, we'll fly through it really fast. It's not really anything. Uh, it's just it's something I really like to do. Um, it's the NPDs for April. Um, okay. So real quick, top 20. Uh, number one, God of War, no surprise there. Number two, Far Cry 5. Number three, MLB The Show 18. Number four, Nintendo Labo Variety Kit. Uh, number five, this one confuses me, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, because Donkey Kong didn't come out until May 4th, but this is the April NPDs, so I don't understand how that works. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark, I don't know if they count pre-orders, but um, they don't count digital sales, so I don't know how that works. But anyways, number six, Mario Kart 8. Number seven, big drop, uh, GTA 5. Um, they're they're on the way down, man. They dropped all the way to number seven. Uh, number eight, Call of Duty World War Two. Number nine, Super Mario Odyssey. Number ten, NBA Two K eighteen. Number eleven, PUBG for Xbox One. Number twelve, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Still still hanging in there. Number thirteen, yeah. Breath of the Wild. Number fourteen, Monster Hunter World. Fifteen, Rainbow Six Siege. That's a three year old game still hanging strong. Number sixteen, uh, A Way Out. Not bad for a small indie game in um that came in the second month 17 yakuza 6 um 18 sea of thieves big drop there 19 big drop as well kirby stars ally and number 20 fifa 18 um so it's great to hear you know god of war is they said they said this april was um was the most profitable month ever for uh, as far as revenue goes uh in the history of mpds and they've been doing it for since like 1995 Wow. Um, like across board and accessories, console sales, and uh, video game sales. Uh, they said the God of War collect, uh, PS4 Pro Edition was like the highest selling console of the month. Um, God of War is the fastest selling uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive. Um, but, and they've already sold like 5 million copies or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's kind of a weird month where um, the Nintendo Labo, number four. Like I didn't. That's pretty surprising. Yeah, that's 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 impressive. I'm surprised to see that there. Um, I don't. I still don't understand how the Donkey Kong Tro- Country Tropical Freeze is in there uh, when the <laughs> game came out in May. Uh, but I don't know the rest of the, the rest of it's kind of whatever. I'm I'm surprised Sea of Thieves took a big nosedive um, after I think it was like two or three in March and dropped all the way to 18th in April. Yeah. Um, and then you there's know. the there's the uh, omission and stuff from the one game that uh, we knew would be off the NPDs and stuff pretty soon. <laughs> uh, what was that? That was Battlefront Two. Oh yeah, you're right. I did not even catch that. That's the first <laughs> time it wasn't even on the top twenty. That's huge. Um, I mean, like Battlefield One was on that freaking top twenty list for a long time. Exactly. Uh, and what six months on the market? It's already out of the top twenty. And another um, one that's probably been off the list for like months or something like that, Destiny Two as well. You know, it's like both. Yeah, you're right. Major multiplayer games that had a bunch of prop had a bunch of profitable stuff towards the beginning, but because of the random dealings that both Activision and EA have done to those games, yeah, it's kind of nice to see that people are voting with their wallets and stuff and not wanting to play games that they know exploit a lot of like uh, the stuff. You know, just shady loot business boxes. in general. You yeah, know, loot boxes, this and that. So that's interesting to actually see those omissions from the list. Yeah, PD things for April. That's that's big, especially because in April they brought back like the 
the the, the reformed loot box system in Battlefront 2. Yes, and, and then and, there was a release of a big old DLC thing, too, for Destiny 2. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's big. I did not even think of that. Like, I was... One of those things like, you're, like, looking at all... Like, I'm looking at the big drops for, you know, like Sea of Thieves, Kirby Star Allies. Those were, like, top five games last month and barely make the top 20. Um, and, yeah, that's probably the biggest story out of that, I think, outside of, like, God of War... Being number one, Far Cry Five, number two. That's you know, that's no big surprise there, really. Um, probably two of the biggest games come out this year. Uh, but yeah, those the, the what's not there is the story of the, of the April MPDs. Uh, but the Labo Variety Kit number four. The Variety Kit's still one of the easier ones. Not yeah. the whole robot thing. I mean, the robot thing. People just say, "Oh fuck," and I'm not dealing with this shit. They didn't yeah. buy it as much. But the Variety Kit, the little. Things where you could just build like little custom things for your Joy Cons and this and that and stuff. That was surprising that that was that big of a seller. Honestly, I mean, you look at it. What God of War, Far Cry Five, MLB The Show eighteen, Labo Variety Kit, Tropical Freeze, Mario Kart eight. Um, five of the top six games uh, in this um, are uh, exclusives. Yep, uh, three of them Nintendo, two of them uh, PlayStation, and then you got Far Cry Five in there. So. Yep. Um, it's pretty crazy to see that. Um, uh, it was funny. I was talking to Justin. I was asking him about the Labo thing. And he's he's played it. He's played, plays it here and there. And checking out the, the some of the other things you can do with it. But, like, the the robot kit, he hasn't he said only, he hasn't even taken out of the box yet. And it's been over, it's been, you know, what, five, six weeks. So, uh, understandably, <laughs> you know, it's, it's from what I understand, it, it's a big project. It's a, you know, it's a yeah. it's four to six hours to put together, as they say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's more expensive. It's only it's $10 more though than the variety kit, but I guess the variety kit there's it's a variety, you know, there's more things you can do with the robot thing. There's one thing you can do with it. So very telling. Uh, I'm curious to see how those things land next month. Uh, I'm intrigued to see if that kind of, cause it kind of seemed like it came and went like the yeah. first, the first few days, that first weekend it was out, you know, there's, there's some buzz around it, but it also came out during God of War. So it kind of quickly got buried. Um, and you haven't really heard anything about it since. You see videos here every now and again. Like they have the Game of Thrones. Uh, the guy who made the Game of Thrones theme song actually. The Game of Thrones theme song on the Labo uh, piano. Which is really cool. Um, there's a cool thing to see with it. But I don't really I feel like that stuff kind of went away very quickly. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was the uh, MPDs for April. Uh, I, always think those, I always find those things interesting to look at. But yeah, Gables with the, uh, the shit with the catching it with the Battlefront 2 and... Um, Destiny 2 off the list, but who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Destiny. I'm, I'm actually curious if Destiny 2 will pop back up on the list for May. Yeah, that's um, going to be interesting to see too. With the with the DLC coming out a few weeks, uh, about a month ago, actually at this point. So, but that kind of came and went without any buzz either. So I, I heard that was pretty disappointing, which sucks because yeah. we both had the season pass for it. And oh, I know, right? Haven't even played any of the any of the DLC content. So maybe we'll, it'll be one of those things. Maybe we'll have to do this summer. We'll have to like get together and. Yeah, um, maybe check play like we did before Destiny Two came out. We went like the summer before. We yeah, went I think both the... of us were like in the Temple of Osiris thing anyway. So it's like yeah, well, I think we're fairly close. You're a little higher than me in light, so yeah, uh, power or whatever the hell it's called now. So yeah, uh, I, I just stopped right after I finished like uh, the main campaign. Plus, I just did like maybe a mission or two of the Temple of Osiris, and then it's like yeah, okay, I pretty much had my fill, and that was like January of this year. <laughs> yeah, I think I I played a bunch of it. Like when it first came out, and then I went back into it in December and did some of that stuff too. Um, but uh, let's move on to what we've been playing. Um, 
I'm going to go because mine will be fairly quick. Uh, okay. I have not got a chance. I played a little bit more of uh, Detroit, but, I mean, like another hour, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, the downside of having a day off at the beginning of the week is you have to do the same amount of work in the rest of the week. So um, gaming has been a premium for me this week. All the yeah. gaming I've got to do really this week um, has been today. Uh, On your, and, pretty much you're pretty close to your day off, pretty much? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I, I, left, I worked a normal day today, so, yeah. which was nice. Um, but uh, I played it for... I keep popping into my, map, my mic here. Damn it. Sorry about that, guys. Need that um, pop filter. <laughs> I've got a pop filter on there, but I still hear the popping in my head, my headset. Drive me nuts. Um, but um, this came out. the The servers went live um, just a little over an hour before we started recording. Um, but Mario uh, Tennis, Mario, what the fuck is it called? Mario, Mario tennis. tennis Aces. Thank you. I don't know why I just blanked on that. Uh, but the the demo went live on that. When we talked about last week, where they released the demo. You can download it like like a week and a half before it went live. Yeah, uh, it went live 8 p.m. my time. We we hopped on Skype a little after nine. Um, so I played it. Start with four characters. You have Mario, Yoshi, Peach, and Bowser. Each of them have their own. Like Mario's all around. Uh, Peach is more technique. Yoshi's yep. speed. Uh, Bowser's power. Um, and you can actually unlock more characters as you play. Uh, so huh. basically, how it works is you can do offline mode. And you earn points playing offline. You can play against a computer. I played a couple of matches against the computer, and just um, trying out some of the different characters. Uh, there's a there's a tra- there's a, um, a tutorial at the beginning, which I really recommend people play um, because I pretty much just skipped it. I just kind of kept tapping the button to get through it, and then skipped it as soon as I was able to. And then it went online and quickly got my ass whooped. Um, I'm like, how the fuck this? I was getting mad. I'm like, how the these guys keep doing that and then i went back and i played the tutorial and it helped a lot but um <laughs> so uh you how it works is there's like you can actually unlock things um if you get to uh, x amount of points in the real game uh before it comes out um when it comes out you have like you have like outfits and stuff like that when, when you start the game up um but you get points by playing the game like you like you win uh you beat like the computer you get 10 points uh, but then they have online tournaments I think there's 64 man tournaments, but it's kind of cool the way it works out where you don't have to play them all in a row. It's not like there's a 64 of you playing live. Like you just yeah. like uh, you get the round one, you, you play somebody in round one, and then uh, you find and you start round two. You find somebody else that did a random round one tournament in one, and you play them in round two, and it just kind of gets that till you get to the end. Um, and there's if you win online tournaments, and you get an opportunity to play like. The real, like, there's there's supposed to be, like, a real tournament uh, eventually. And you can, you know, if you win, you have a chance at getting into the real tournament and winning actual prizes and stuff like that. Um, So, I I, I played a couple games online. The first game I played online, uh, I I swear to God, this was a child. Uh, One, because I was super happy because I destroyed them. Uh, So, that's why I assume it was a child because that's the only time I know. Destroying children in Nintendo games is what I do. Uh, (laughs) So if there if there's like I'm the Michael Jordan of destroying children in Nintendo games. I'm oh, pretty God. sure of it. Um I don't have a lot of things in life I'm proud of, but that's that's <laughs> definitely that's probably it actually. That's probably the one. Um but destroyed oh. them, no problem. I just I didn't I wasn't even doing any of like the special things. I was just basically playing tennis. And then I got to the next person. Same thing. Like I was just kind of running through them, but like as you go, you like you build this like this 
this charge attack, like these charge attacks you can do. And they kind of like, they'll hit it and they'll, they'll be a little harder, a little faster, a little more difficult to um, kind of hit back at them. And then there's like the, if you fill up the bar completely, you do like the special attack. Uh, you hit like the left, uh, the left, like L1 or whatever they want to call it. And uh, it does like the special attack. And it's like basically impossible to hit back. Like you can do it, but you risk uh, breaking your racket doing it. Yeah. So, I was like beating this guy, and you basically gotta beat him. Uh, it's like be- um, two times, like uh, it's basically best two out of three. Um, and I was I, I beat him the first time, no problem. And I got to the next the next game, uh, a little more difficult, but he never actually beat me once in like a pure like rally of like serving back and forth. He uh, he did the special attack twice on me, and it broke my racket, and it, it's an like automatic KO. Which I was pissed because I was just I was beating this guy easily. The only thing he had on me was he would just try to continue as long he kind of keep the game going as long as he can to build up his charge attack. And oh that was yeah, his, that was his one move. Um, which I don't know, it's it's a Nintendo thing they do where they just try to make it like the rubber banding like Mario Kart kind of thing where they give you like if you're all the way in the back we can make it so you can get up you can fuck the guys in the front or uh, get to the middle no problem. Uh, so that pissed me off. I was like, how the fuck is they how the fuck are they doing all these special uh, tennis shots and these special attacks and I went back to the tutorial learned all about how to do them and the best way to uh, do it and I went back into a new tournament and I uh, it's more than the same the first round beat the guy really no problem second second round went through beat the guy a little more difficult um, but I beat him uh, it, you know because it's like you know it was 15 30 40 and then you got you get match point and uh, I beat that person uh, two to one the first one I swept the guy and then we got to the third round, um, and uh, went back and forth for a while. At one point, we had like a rally is like one serve point, and we got to like forty shots back and forth before uh, someone finally won. Um, it was really super competitive. Like we were just like um, we weren't. It was kind of we weren't really using any special attacks. Or if somebody would use a special attack, if you have your special attack built up, then they can yeah. do it back and they can smack it back at you. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool like thing where like a lot, I was I was learning about the strategy of it because I was as soon as I got my 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 bar filled up special attack bam get that get that <laughs> quick easy point because uh, I actually I forgot to mention the first round I actually KO'd the guy yeah um like I broke his racket and KO'd him I'm like okay cool that's kind of cool it, mainly because it didn't happen to me that time but in this one like it, it was just like I'm like it was totally opened my mind up to how like the different ways of playing this and like how to like you know you got to paint the corners you got to like okay it's like you don't always need to build your, you can use your stamina you don't have to like wait for the stamina bar to fill up completely you can use it for partial attacks and at that but um as far as like a pure tennis game goes it's just it's actually a really good tennis game but um if you want to add some of the cool like little side things into it still really fun uh he ended up beating me I, I lost that one uh two to one uh but it was super competitive it probably was it was it's like a probably a 10 12 minute game and the rest of them were five six minutes wow. um so I, it's a lot of fun. You and you're like as you win, uh, you get points, and I got to 100 points. I think you get like uh, 20 points if you uh, win a match, and then you get one point for every time you win a you win a point, uh, if you win a serve. Uh, so I got to like 100 and something now, and I unlocked Waluigi to play in the demo. Uh, and then when you get to X amount of points, you unlock like an outfit for Mario in the real game. Um, so I, I think eventually you can unlock most of the characters in the game. Um, I'm not sure how the point system works for the rest of it. Uh, but 
so far, I mean, I only played it for like 45 minutes or so, but I really enjoyed the demo. Um, Nintendo's written really good, like I said before, with ARMS and Splatoon on selling me on games with these demos they do. It's only available for the weekend. I think the server goes down. It's like 2 a.m. Central Time, midnight Pacific Time. So, you you know, you have all day Saturday and Sunday to play it if you guys are I want to check it out. It's on the Switch. And then the other game I played this week uh, just came out Thursday. It's 20 bucks. It's on the Switch and it's on PC only right now. It's called Just Shapes and Beats. Uh, this is one of the games that Nintendo showed off at their Nindies event. Um, and it's basically in the title. It's you just you're a uh, square, like a literal square. And there's beats and like there's some really cool you gotta be really into dubstep I guess to enjoy the music but the, I mean, I'm not huge into dubstep but the music's really good and basically what's going on it's like Geometry Wars where you just move around but you don't shoot you just you have you move around with the left analog stick and you have a, a dash move that's more like a teleport move and you can teleport like a you know like a couple of, you know like a little bit to the left or right whatever direction you want to teleport to and to the beat of the music like there's there's um other things come out at you like there can be circles there can be i uh, can shoot like spray like little pellets at you um and you gotta dodge them like lines can pop up and you gotta dash through them uh, it's, it's a really 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 cool game uh the first level in i'm like this game is badass uh, and it's it's fairly difficult uh it's very fast paced it gets really intense um at the end of every world you fight a boss and uh, the boss fight is pretty difficult because um, you got to beat them all in like one fell swoop. And it's like each level is like only like a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, but there's like checkpoints in all the main, all the regular levels. But when you get to the boss fight, no checkpoints. You got to make the whole thing alive uh, without dying. And you get, I think in the regular levels, you get like three hits and you die. And then in the boss fight, you get five hits and you die. Um, and it took me a few tries to get through the, the, the boss fight. But, uh, it's a really, really fun, fast-paced. Like, it brings me back to the first time I was playing, like, Geometry Wars 1 and 2. Uh, like, just that level of fun and excitement and fast-paced, like, intensity. Mm. Even, like, the, even the kind of the style of the graphics kind of remind me of Geometry Wars. Uh, not just the shapes, but the graphic style. Uh, not so much neon, but uh, it's similar. Uh, but, yeah, this game is it's, it's an awesome game. Uh, it's a game. I mean, I'm going to go back and play it. Um uh, it just kind of gets your. It's like one of those. It's one of those few games that really gets that adrenaline flowing when you're playing it. And you're like, oh shit! And like at the end of every level, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like you got like I don't take a, like I don't feel like I took a breath during every every time I played a level. I don't think I, I took one breath uh, until the level was over. Um, so it's it's incredible. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna play it some more. I really I don't know. It's, it's a hard game to really describe or um, kind of sell because it's just it's literally just it's shapes. Yeah, and it's beats like it's a very simplistic game, but like once you get into it, it's just it's fantastic. I wish there was a demo out there. There's some trailers out there. Check them out. Uh, the music's really good. They even like give you like the credit, like the, the artist credit for the game. And I think on the PC, if you buy it on there, you can actually like um, you can like upload your own music and stuff like that and make levels. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think that's what you can do. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's like I said, really, really, really cool. Um, Check that out if you have uh, a Switch, or um, or you know you you have a you play games on your computer. Um, that's why I'm playing Gables. What about you? Well, let's see. To start things off, I actually finished Curse of the Moon mm. for Bloodstained. Nice man. That game gets a little bit difficult towards the end, but it's like roughly the same length as a Castlevania game on the NES, where you go through about eight stages, 
you unlock the characters after the first couple of stages and then you can go through like the uh the later rounds and things start to get progressively tougher you face these bosses which some are pretty creative some are like really simple but uh towards the end of the game i started encountering like a couple of these a couple of these bosses like took quite a bit of time just to uh knock out and stuff like there's this boss that i was facing like a level before the final level where this is a basically a succubus right and she is like uh, inside this bathtub right the bathtub is like in the foreground kind of like in this gothic setting and the bathtub's full of blood and stuff so when she like raises like her sprite or something like that she like goes out to attack you like transforms pretty much and basically it's kind of like a simplistic sort of like platforming type of thing so much like a Mega Man game where you got to attack these umbrellas these giant umbrellas in order to create platforms so you can jump up and actually hit her you know so in that way it was kind of interesting to see how that was the element to try to defeat the boss but when I started to get to the like the final bosses and stuff the first form of the final boss I got pretty easily because I combined the alchemist's like a uh, fireball like uh, protective circle along with uh, Jeebel's like bats pretty much the whole three projectile things you can hit at once you know toss out the final boss though wasn't that bad really I mean I only died like maybe once twice or something like that at that point I kind of uh, switched the difficulty from veteran stuff to a little bit of like, the casual stuff because I really hate the knockback when you go through and play the game and all of a sudden you can't uh <laughs> you can't really like progress forward because if you jump over like a chasm or a, any type of like ledge and then all of a sudden get hit by a say a random enemy or like a projectile or like uh whatever and just fall down pits i mean that that in and of itself is frustrating that's more so that's not a lack of skill that's just basically like a cheap little thing to try to pad things in my personal opinion but uh Anyway, I went towards the final boss. I finally figured out how I was going to be able to beat it. And it took me like a good solid, I would say, about 7 to 10 minutes just to beat this boss. It was an epic final battle. But at the same time, it was like everything else was just a neat package of very colorful visuals, very tight gameplay. The elements of switching back and forth between characters felt great. At the same time, the game ended up itself, it's... Like, not as, like, well done, like, say, as a Castlevania 3. There are some complex, like, complexities and stuff towards the end, which, holy shit, the last section of when you're in the castle and all of a sudden it's like you're navigating and all of a sudden you see these random, like, 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 tearing through the stage that looks like freaking, like, a big old swarm of bees or something like that that just goes and just destroys parts of the stage and there's, like, you literally are being chased by this thing earlier on. It's like... Man, that is an awesome effect right there. That's an awesome way to do things. And they reoccur like throughout this entire stage and it's like holy shit. It, it literally like gives you a good sense of tension. It's like, okay, am I gonna go ahead and like uh be <laughs> am I gonna get killed by these things now? Am I gonna go forth? Because if you're not fast enough, you can legitimately like uh, fall to your death or like other things like that. There was a particular portion where I had to repeat over again towards the last uh towards the last level where the bees would take out the staircase stuff and I had nothing else nowhere else to go so I had to legitimately like just die with some of my characters <laughs> and since I had unlimited lives I can just respawn back to where I was and just try it again it took me having to use 
my lowest jumping character in order to progress up fast enough, if that makes a lot of sense. Because he has a short jump, I was able to precisely go up there at just the right angle so I could just beat it out barely. <laughs> okay, so other than Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, I also finished up Doom on Switch. Go on. <laughs> so, when I left off at Doom, it was right before the whole Pokemon binge. Went back to it, decided to go with the route of investing a lot of the stat things inside health and also with uh, the ammo stuff. Oh my gosh, I kept finding a lot of little hidden secrets that I didn't find the first time I played it. But man, I enjoyed it a lot more playing through like halfway the other half of doom that i did originally playing on the ps4 only because not only was i familiar with it but i started getting like really fancy with some of like the, the kills and stuff and then upgrading specific weapons instead of distributing things off equally like i could literally say that the guns i used basically were like three or four three or four of them the goss the goss shot you know the super shotgun the assault rifle to some extent you know the heavy assault rifle but also, I want to say that I also discovered that the BFG, you could actually switch between it <laughs> with, like, the X button. And I did not know you could actually switch between it. I thought it was, like, a one-time thing in the PS4 version. And I purposely did not even use it the rest of the game because I thought it was just that one huh. section you did use it. So I discovered, I'm like, oh, okay, this makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. But, man... Every time I get towards, it's like, when I got to that final section, I finished off what I was going to finish off. And then at that last scene, it's just, man, I just really want another Doom. Just seriously, as soon as possible, because the way they left it off, the way you got all the demons and stuff like that, that you basically killed in hell, and it just absorbs inside the freaking uh, blade and stuff, and the freaking, like, the Samuel robot pretty much has it, and, like, try to force you back into hell and all this other shit. Man... I really want another Doom game, and I hope it's adequately, appropriately named Doom Two. <laughs> but uh, Doom sixty four, Doom sixty four. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I gotta say, throughout my entire gameplay of Doom on the Switch, that port was adequate. I did download all the patches after the fact. I will say that right now, I did not play it when it first released. Game ran smooth. Gameplay was tight. There was some frame rate stuff that did drop a bit in handheld mode, but honestly, everything else was a quality experience. And I'm highly thinking about picking up another Bethesda game on Switch, either Skyrim or maybe Wolfenstein 2. Who knows? Wolfenstein 2. But uh, whatever the case, it makes me feel confident about, like, certain third-party games going forward that's not adequately named WWE 2K16 <laughs> or, not, or 2K18 or whatever the hell it is but uh, it's all the same. I will tell you there is one last game I did play on Switch it's a new one that just released on Thursday it's called West of Loathing Ooh, I heard about this game go on now picture jazz punk as you will <gasps> it is this it is as random as jazz punk is. I'll just say this right now. This, bar none, has to be one of the funniest games I've played in quite a long time. You're fucking my nuts right now. Come on. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Tyler, even though this game is like 11 bucks, 
this game is so fucking funny because there are various weird-ass instances you can get yourself into. And at the same time, basically what you are is you are a girl in the Wild West on this farm. And you gotta go ahead and, like, go west pretty much to try to, like, make yourself of something, you know. But along the way you get into, like, various predicaments. You can do, like, various side quests and visit various towns. One of the funniest things is one of the funniest things that uh, I've encountered so far is I go off to the first bar in the first town after leaving home. Just talk with random people, like, you know, just basically what you would do in a bar, you know, get a lot of the uh, like side quests and stuff, because it's, it's pretty much a basic sort of RPG. Like, there isn't, like, too much to it. The combat is basically just select attack or select this and stuff and just do this and that. It's not very complex, but... The dialogue and the story is really hilarious. So, as I was saying, I'm in the bar. I go over to a spittoon. I go forth, and there's a dialogue thing that opens up and stuff. And it's like it gives you an option. It's like, you want to leave it be, or do you want to, you know, go and look inside a spittoon? So, I select that. You know, it's like, okay, let's see if I look inside of it, you know, thinking that there's not going to be too much to, to search inside of it. Then, all of a sudden, I look down, and it's like, it's like, are you very sure you want to go ahead and check inside of it? So I'm like, yes. It's like, it's like you are literally now on your hands and knees staring inside this spittoon. <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you want to reach inside of it? It's like, yes. It's like, do you really? Are you really sure you want to reach inside this stupid spittoon? Because <laughs> there's like tobacco juice, there's this and that. It's like, it's basically a layered on kind of comedic thing and stuff. And I ended up sticking my hand inside the spittoon. It doesn't show you doing it, obviously. But you get this little equipment thing that's, like, covered inside, like, the spittoon, like, juices. <laughs> some of the tobacco spittle and all this other stuff. But you can equip it on and it gives you, like, a boost. Like, a boost in attack and defense and all this shit. Because, here's the thing. The look of this game is very simplistic. It's stick figures, pretty much. But it is freaking hilarious. You do, basically, the bread and butter and the whole thing that makes this game gold is just the hilarious side quests you get to do. And it's very easy to go forth and miss a side quest. But, uh, I'm not going to spoil a lot of it because, for one, I know this is probably a game that could be right up your alley. And two, if I go into any more type of spoiler type things, it's going to ruin some bits for you. Like, I pretty much share the Spittoon thing because the, the whole Spittoon thing... It's hilarious in and of itself, but it reoccurs throughout the game. <laughs> in different towns and different this and here and that. As of right now, I've played, I think, about an hour and a half to two hours of West of Loathing. And quite honestly, I could do a second playthrough of this damn thing. Because it is just hilarious. The companions to take with you, the freaking, like, things you decide, this and that. So, honestly, if you had, like... I would recommend anybody, if you didn't play it on Steam and you have a Switch, by all means, don't be scared off by an $11 price tag for this thing. Buy it. It's pretty goddamn hilarious. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good to hear because, I mean, you know, with, we got West of Loathing and Just Shapes um, and Beats coming out the same day. So uh, the indie game support is still super strong with the, uh, with the Switch. So Yeah. I'm going to look more and more about that game for it and I pick it up. Uh I'm just, I still got to play Detroit and all that shit, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that game, you you have my attention. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's cool here. Uh, so, 
before we get out of here, um, E3's next weekend. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, I know, crazy, right? Uh, we're not going to really go like a predictions kind of thing, but I just want to mention that uh, right now our plan is, um, it took us five years, but I think we finally figured out how to do, uh, excuse me, E3 with um, kind of how we did it last year where we just did, um, I think we're going to try to do what we did last year with every night we're going to come in and we're going to record and talk about all the all the press conferences that happened that day. Um, yeah. So next weekend we'll probably have a regular, we should, we'll probably have like a regular show. Regular um, show with probably like just the uh, the press conference that happened that day, which more likely is EA. Yep, EA Saturday. I think Sunday is Microsoft. Yep, and Bethesda. I think maybe Square Enix is in there somewhere. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think there is. I know there's EA is on Saturday. Um, I think there's three, two or three on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, two or th- and then there's like two or three on Monday, and then there's Nintendo on Tuesday. We're not doing the. We're not going to do the PC show. Um, I mean, that's just not us. But uh, yeah, so we should be coming at you guys every uh, every night, pretty much Saturday through Tuesday, uh, talking about E3. We're going through all the stuff, flying through it all of it. I think that's our best. I think we realize that's the easiest, best route to get through without doing like three hour recording sessions. Right. Um, you know, for uh, at the end of the week, it's just it's easier for us and it's better. Uh, I think it's better content that way. Um, and if you're only interested in a couple things, we can. It's easier for you guys to find. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's anything different. I mean, I think we're. I think it's the best way to go. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably have more details on Saturday if anything changes or we're going to do anything different. We'll let you guys know. Um, but right now, it's the plan. Still do it. Um, obviously, Gables and I are both super excited about E3. Yeah, it's the uh, most wonderful time of the year to be a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's a lot of games coming out that you're excited about, you can't play, but still super exciting. Uh, just like you know, May has been a crazy exciting month for all the news we've gotten and rumors oh, yeah. out there. So uh, yeah, I'm pumped to hear about it. And also, that's what um, I always take that week off now, uh, the week of E3. <laughs> so it's kind of a twofer for me, where I, I get the you know I finally get a week off after a crazy nine ten months, uh, and also it's just nothing but video games and uh, hanging out with Louie. So that's going to be perfect for me. But uh, I do want to thank I do want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you like our show, we have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Dash Nerds. Uh, like Drunk Dash Nerds podcast, sorry. Uh, join and like us on there on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there uh, at uh, twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. Um, follow us on there as well. And since friend requests, we like friends. Friends are good on YouTube. Drunk Nerds Podcast. Subscribe, please, and give us a big thumbs up whenever the shows come out. And then also on iTunes, we are Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe and leave us a five-star review and leave us a nice little comment. We really appreciate if you guys do that. Um, when you guys do things like that, it makes it easier for people to find us, uh, which gives us more views and makes us a little more popular, which we like that. Um, but other than that, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, get hyped for E3, play some games, and above all else, listen to a fine episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Gables, we don't, we don't, we don't get hyped. We stay yeah. hyped. <laughs> and, uh, That's very true. Yes. And, and one last thing, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.